Welcome to Making Fit Work. I'm your host, Nina McGough, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach and busy mom of two. I'm committed to helping you get real results by sharing best practices and life hacks to staying consistent. I also regularly interview other busy professionals who have mastered the ability to juggle it all while staying the course with their health and fitness. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Making Fit Work. I am your host, Nina McGough, and today I am here with Dr. Jackie Kickish. Thank you so much, Jackie, for being here with me today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to talk about this. Jackie Kickish is a doctor of physical therapy, certified pregnancy and postpartum corrective exercise specialist, and mom of three young children, including a set of twins. Her mission is to help women re-strengthen their core, improve pelvic floor function, and decrease back or hip pain so that they can feel stronger and more confident than ever before. I love that, Jackie, and I can't wait to dive into this stuff. Um, So first and foremost, let's talk just, I don't want to assume that everybody knows what we're talking about when we, I think everybody knows when we talk, what we, what we mean when we talk about strengthening your core, right? But like, what do we mean when we're talking about strengthening and improving pelvic floor function? Let's start there. All right. So yes, the pelvic floor is, you know, a group of muscles that really helps us control our bladder and bowel functions. Okay. So when we talk about improving pelvic floor function, we are talking about kind of a little bit of what happens to women, right? After they have babies and are um, led to believe it is normal when we can't control our bladders, right? Like when we sneeze, right? right. Yeah, it's when we sneeze or cough or any kind of pressure. So even though it is very common for a lot of women postpartum to have, you know, leaking or incontinence, Mm -hmm. it is not normal. Um, And so a lot of women just assume that, oh, I had a baby. It's always going to be this way. You know, that really is not the truth. And that really does, you know, need to be addressed. You need to let your physician know, um, you know, and hopefully maybe get some pelvic floor, you know, physical therapy. Um, you know, to alleviate those, those symptoms. Yeah, I can attest to that. I mean, I had a lot of pelvic floor dysfunction after both, but after my first, particularly, I was led to believe that like, yes, you're a mom that happens now. And as someone who taught group fitness at the time, um, not only did I get advice from other moms, but from my doctor to just wear a pad. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it was like a really big problem for me, like Uh, mentally and physically. And it, um, it wasn't until I changed OBs and thankfully had someone who understood and was like, you can't live that way. And I like cried. I remember I was crying. I was like, Oh my God, you're right. I can't like, (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad you care that you needed. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to dive. This is why I think it's important to dive into this topic. And when you say, um, strengthen your core, what are we really referring to there? Because I think a lot of women are just thinking, or, or maybe their mind goes to like flat abs. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I do think so. I think a lot of people just think the core is like the six pack muscle. It's the front abdominal, you know, muscle. And that's it, which actually the core 
is comprised of the first, you know, the top part is the diaphragm, which is the main breathing muscle. And so that's kind of like right underneath the bottom of our rib cage. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the top of it. And then the very bottom of the core actually includes our pelvic floor muscles. And then in the middle, we have our abdominal muscles, which we have, you know, a couple of different layers. Um, and then the back of the core is really our back, you know, extensor muscles um, that extend our spine and extend our leg. So there's a lot in there that actually, you know, comprise of the core muscles um, or of the entire core, I should say. Um, and so it's really, you know, a balancing act between everything. If one thing is not working correctly, then that affects everything else. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go back a little bit before we really start diving into the like do's and don'ts. How did you come to becoming specific to pregnancy, postpartum corrective exercise? Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've always been, you know, very passionate about helping others and, you know, love the health and fitness field. Um, you know, like I said, I've been a physical therapist, um, for over a decade now. However, after becoming a mom, a little bit over six years ago, I felt like everything changed. (laughs) Um, And my postpartum journey was definitely, you know, it was definitely very hard. My twins were my first pregnancy. Ah. Um, So just not really knowing what to expect. And then really just the lack of education I felt like for postpartum moms, even though I have like an exercise and science background, you know, um, that was very, um, almost very scary. You know, you don't really get very much education or information you know, at least I didn't from my doctor, like at the four to six week checkup. Right. And so I kind of even felt like, okay, well, how do I, you know, how do I appropriately, you know, really get back into exercise and making sure of course that I'm protecting my body, you know, that I'm not going to make anything worse. Um, and so, you know, throughout, you know, the past six, you know, six years that I've been a mom, I've, I've, seen a lot of other moms struggle with the same thing. And, um, you know, I just, I realized that I really wanted to help moms in this specific phase of their life. Um, just because I went through those difficulties as well. And then, you know, about a year and a half ago is when I became a certified prenatal and postnatal corrective exercise specialist and, wish I would have known all that information back what, you know, before I was pregnant with the twins, because it just, it would have looked, you know, so much different and it would have been, it would have been life-changing. Yes. It would have been. been. Yeah. And you realize what, what a gap there is. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, for me, I, at the time I was a personal trainer, but I wasn't specialized in anything like that. Right. So I was going through the guidance too, of just my OB and what I had heard from other women in the industry. And, um, it was lacking. It wasn't, it wasn't the right direction, right? Like I pretty much just got an okay after six weeks. And then I went back to jumping around like a crazy person and, um, teaching group fitness. And I actually remember after my first, literally in my first aerobics class back going like in my head going, this was a bad idea. 
Like I'm like in the warm up teaching and trying to, you know, I don't know what I was thinking, trying to keep up with the pace that I was beforehand. And I remember thinking like, this was a bad idea. Like I could feel my insides shifting as I was trying Mm -hmm. to do this like intense aerobic exercise. And that was when I realized I was having major pelvic floor dysfunction. So in my first class back, Oh gosh. Yeah. I was like leaking and I was like, Oh my God, thank God I'm wearing black. (laughs) And I hope nobody can tell what's happening. Like, (laughs) like panicking, but also like just trying to act like nothing was wrong. And then, yeah, like I said, I remember talking to my doctor about it and she just kind of brushed it off. And I was like, and then as time went on, right. And with my second, I was like, I don't think she realizes like what I mean. because it was bad. So obviously you realize the gap, which I'm glad. And I do think there are more people starting to realize the gap, maybe just being in the industry. I am starting to see more and more people talk about pelvic floor dysfunction, strengthening core specifically for women after exercise. So Jackie, talk to us a little bit about your personal experience, but also what you're seeing with your clients when it comes to returning back to fitness postpartum, what are some of the biggest mistakes women are making? Um, oh boy, let's see. I would say a lot of them are, and I hate to say this, but are waiting maybe a long period of time to help correct the issue. Mm. They're, they're, you know, years and years and years postpartum, you know, they're still having the leaking, they still have a DR, um, you know, maybe they're still having back or hip pain. And I know what you mean by DR, but can you clarify? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. DR, um, diastasis recti, which is an abdominal separation. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and so, you know, the amazing thing about the body is that you can, you know, heal your core and improve, you know, your pelvic floor function at any time postpartum, whether you are, you know, five, 10, 20 years after having a baby. I think that's one of the most amazing things Absolutely. about our body. Um, however, the thing is you, you know, you become accustomed to breathing a certain way, sitting, standing, our posture, our body mechanics in a certain way. And so if we wait, you know, several years down the line, we've really become accustomed to some of those um, bad habits. And so they can be a little bit harder to change down the road. Do you feel like we have more undoing to do? Yes, I do. Right. Yes like multiple aspects and, you know, everything's really connected together. And so, you know, if we're able to improve things, you know, right away, then I feel like it wouldn't probably most likely wouldn't take as long to improve, you know, abdominal separation, pelvic floor issues and things like that. Do you think that people should, women should address these things before returning to a regular, let's say aerobic or strength program, or can they do them together? Like what is your recommendation typically? I would say that probably depends on the person and how severe, you know, their dysfunction is. If they have a pretty like significant diastasis recti, um, you know, also abdominal separation, um, 
then, you know, they might want to be a little bit more careful about what strengthening moves and things like that, just so they're not, you know, again, putting like too much pressure through, through the midline, through our abdominals, um, just because that whole area is very, you know, it's been significantly stretched the whole time during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that area is just very vulnerable to stretching. And of course, an umbilical hernia, which actually is what happened to me 10 months postpartum after having twins. Uh. Uh, I was doing exercises that I obviously should not have been doing. And so I was almost a year postpartum when I had my umbilical hernia. Oh, wow. Happen. Again, not realizing that, okay, this area is still very weak, almost a year after giving birth. Right. So would you say that's kind of like the second big don't is rushing back to what you used to do? Yes. Pre-pregnancy? Definitely. I would say that's probably the number one is not to just be jumping right back into exercise or, you know, abdominal exercises, um, you know, especially like planks or crunches, because that actually, you know, that will do more harm to your body that puts a lot of pressure, um, even down onto your pelvic floor and your abdominal wall. And so you can actually do a lot more damage. Um, been good. So it's just, it's really important to kind of, you know, and again, that's, you know, my job as a physical therapist to, you know, appropriately progress them so that they're starting off small and, you know, a little bit, you know, each week or two, they're doing exercises that are a little bit more, you know, challenging. And while we're addressing like the don'ts, do you think that there are specific exercises or things that women should avoid during pregnancy that can help them alleviate some of this dysfunction after, or is that not even a concern? I always wondered that for me because I did do teach aerobics throughout my pregnancies and I continued to strength train. I couldn't help but to wonder afterwards. We're like, you know, some of the weighted squats, did that have something to do with it? I was still leg pressing pretty heavy on a leg press machine with my big old belly. Like did some of that pressure have something to do with it? I mean, not that I can go back and change it, but just from educational purposes, good to know. Interested to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I do, you know, especially in the third trimester, you know, certain exercises should be modified. Um, you know, you do want to, you still can focus, you know, definitely on, you know, strengthening your legs, strengthening your, you know, your core, but again, just doing it in a safe way, you know, in a better position, you know, so for example, if you're seven or eight months pregnant, you know, doing push-ups, you know, full push-ups, that's not a very good idea. Cause again, the weight of the baby, you know, is probably stretching you know, the, the abdominals, you know, even more. Mm -hmm. So really just, you know, being able to modify a lot of exercises, I think are important. Um, you know, I know they say like, you know, squats and, um, you know, that can even like kind of help, um, open the pelvic floor a little bit, almost like you're going down into a squat and like stretching from side to side, Mm -hmm. you know, that can, that can, help with certain things. Okay. So what are the biggest things? What are the biggest do's that you recommend 
um, women who are returning back to fitness postpartum or who are eager to, or just are unsure of how to return, even if they were never on a program before? Yeah. So first I would say, you know, definitely to give yourself some grace and really realize what your body just went through for the past nine months. And then through childbirth, mm. you know, I've pregnancy is different. Everyone's childbirth experience is different. Um, you know, some people had complications, some others, you know, may not have, but just really, you know, respecting your body of all the changes because it went through major, major changes during pregnancy. And I don't, I think that's what I didn't realize after I had the twins is just, it is just everything that it endures for nine months is, is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, and really have the mindset of nourishing your body, letting your body heal and making sure that you're slowly progressing into exercises. Um, and, you know, and like we talked about before the six week checkup, that's not the green light to just go back to doing and planks and things like that. And, you know, slowly go back into it when it comes to intensity And I would say, you know, the main thing is making sure that you're not putting too much pressure through your abdominal wall. So um, not to get technical, but, you know, the linea alba, alba, which is the connective tissue that connects, you know, basically the six pack muscle, the front abdominal muscle that is extremely weak. It's been stretched out, you know, and then we have our hormone, hormonal changes Mm -hmm. and everything really affects our body. Um, and so just really making sure that you protect your core, protect your pelvic floor, you know, by not bearing down and doing exercises that are going to, you know, directly put a lot of pressure down onto your pelvic floor and your abdominal wall. Yeah. I mean, like I said, looking back, I mean, my doctors knew what I did for a living. (laughs) Like looking back, I'm like, man, that's. I'm like really sad that they gave me that green light because I mean, don't get me wrong. I couldn't wait for it. Right. Like I was just so eager for the green light to go back, but like I went back (laughs) at six weeks and, you know, I can't help, but to feel like, because I jumped back so quickly into those high impact movements that that's why my dysfunction became as bad as it was. I mean, it was bad. Like it was to the point where while I was teaching classes, I had to wear an actual depends because there was that much leakage, like not to sound gross, but like if I wasn't wearing it, it would have been down to my knees. Like it was that bad. And then even from a psychological standpoint, here I am, I'm young, right? I'm not like, (laughs) I was in my (laughs) early thirties and having to wear depends was messing with me a little bit, right? Like I was super insecure about whether the participants could notice and if they knew and, um, just like how it made me feel while I was teaching it. And I remember communicating to a doctor that that's what I was doing. And at first she was, like I said, she was just like, Oh, you know, you're a mom now. And if that's what you do for a living. And it wasn't until I switched OBs, um, that she was like, yeah, no, you can't live like that. And she did give me some options, but then we ended up doing physical 
therapy. Um, But by the time I did that, I'm trying to think of the timeline. I had already had my second, which means I had been doing that for like three years already. Living like, yeah, over three years actually, because my kids are a little over three years apart. So yeah, I didn't start doing pelvic floor physical therapy until I was about nine months, maybe a year past my second. Okay. And it was a, it was a huge game changer. Um, yeah, it was an absolute game changer, but I can't believe it took me that long to get there. So I guess that leads into my next question is does do, if women are feeling this dysfunction and they know that this stuff is happening to them, right. And they're listening to this and they're going, yes, this happens to me. I didn't realize, um, that it was, they know it's common, but they're also thinking it's normal. Now they realize it's not normal. Can they call a physical therapist on their own? Is that something that they have to go? Do you know, is that something that they have to go through their OB for? Or is that insurance-based? That's more like an insurance question. It most likely is insurance-based. Some states do have direct access for physical therapy, meaning the patient does not need a referral from their primary care doctor or OB, um, but that would depend on the state that you live in. Another question that someone had asked me recently, is there a way for women to tell if they have DR at home? Yes, yes, you can check for a diastasis recti at home. Um, Of course, the gold standard is, is I believe an ultrasound um, in B's office. Um, But yes, you can, you can test for one at home. And so when getting back to fitness and going slowly, do you feel like there is a time frame? Like, is the six weeks an okay time to start this type of physical therapy, to start strengthening your core again, to start pelvic floor therapy? Yes, I do. I think, you know, between six to eight weeks is a good time once you've been cleared, of course, you know, if you've had any complications at all after, you know, giving birth. But I, yeah, I think six to eight weeks is a good time, um, you know, to, to begin, you know, healing your body and, you know, taking care of it and, you know, definitely seeking, you know, physical therapy if you, if you need that, um, you know, and just, you know, it's very gentle, you know, core exercises. We focus a lot in the beginning on breathing and posture because a lot of that changes throughout pregnancy. Um, and so that's actually the first thing that we, you know, really work on is making sure we have proper breathing and, and posture. I mean, I know this is probably a guess, but what percentage of women do you think need this type of therapy before returning to a regular fitness routine? Like, would you say that it's probably more often than not? I would think so. Yes. I, I mean, I would say probably at least 50%. Yeah. Some people aren't talking about it, you know, because like we talked about, they're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They assume that it's normal after, you know, talking to other moms and things like that. And, 
Um, and so, you know, they just kind of live with it and hide it, you know, maybe until it kind of comes to a head and they don't want to anymore. What do you feel like is an aha moment for people or like the typical clients you're seeing? Like what is kind of clicking with them to make them realize like, oh, this is not normal (laughs) and I should seek therapy. Is it usually doctor recommended or are they kind of feeling these things on their own and realizing? I think a lot of them are feeling these things on their own and it's affecting their daily activities. It's affecting their daily life you know, and it's like, I'm in my thirties. I can't live with this, you know, back in hip pain. I can't live with this leaking. Like, you know, they don't want to live like that forever and they shouldn't. So I think that's super common. So let's actually, let's talk about that. Cause I don't think we address that when you say back in hip pain, that is coming from. That's coming from the core. Right. So not strengthening that in a proper way postpartum. Correct. Yeah. It's often, you know, a muscle imbalance, um, just because of the way that our posture usually changes during pregnancy, you know, our stomach, obviously as it's growing and gets larger, our pelvis really rotates forward. And so, you know, that's why a lot of women, you know, even when they're pregnant have back and hip pain besides, you know, the ligament stretching and, you know, everything like that. And that's why sometimes that, you know, a belly band can kind of help like support, you know, the belly in front. Um, But yeah, the back pain is often due to, you know, that muscle imbalance, the back muscles are really tight, your abdominal muscles are overstretched and very weak. Yeah. So I train a lot of moms, um, mostly because I'm a mom. And I see that a lot is that women will say like, oh, my back or my knees hurt when I do squats. And, um, you know, they assume that it's that area right? Like that their back needs to be strengthened or it's their back pain and they're trying to stretch their back and find, and it's like, well, it's probably not that. And I don't know if you've ever heard this in um, your industry. I remember a trainer who I worked with years and years ago when I first got into the fitness industry, she would refer to that as cute butt syndrome. That like tilts where you're like arching your back naturally and your butt is kind of like sticking out. Do you know what I mean? But that was like her funny way of like saying it in a nice way. She's like, oh, you have cute butt syndrome. And I was like, what? And it was just like that natural, like, and we don't realize that we end up standing like that. Right. Yes. And how that can later cause back pain, you know, from having that like arch in your back where your butt is kind of like elevated, but your belly is like distended. And, um, yeah. do you see that a lot? Like the posture that they have now I, postpartum is affecting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And is that just when, when it comes to fixing posture for women who have had children, is it just about strengthening all of the core muscles, not just the abdominal muscles, but everything that you talked about before? So it really is, you know, a full body approach. Um, And so we are addressing, you know, everything from their head to their, to their toes, Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, everyone is different, even though a lot of people do fall into, you know, where their pelvis is kind of rotated forward and they have that arch in their back. Um, And so, you know, really focusing on stretching the correct muscles, 
um, getting that mobility with the ribs and the spine, um, you know, improved in certain areas. Um, and then of course, strengthening the core. So I would have to say it really is, you know, a full body approach. Awesome. So Jackie, talk to me a little bit, because I know you have, um, a postpartum guide and you also have your mama's core <clears throat> connection program. Tell a tell us a little bit about that, what it includes how they can find it. Yes, sure. So I will, I think I sent you the link yep. for the um, postpartum guide for the postpartum guide. Um, yeah, yes, and I'll so drop I, that in our show notes. So for anyone who's looking for that uh, postpartum guide, that will be in the show notes and you can get, that's like a free guide, right? That you offer. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. yes. And then tell us about yes. the mama's core connection. Yes. So they can go to my website, um, JackieKickish.com to find, you know, any more information. Um, I recently just launched this program, um, Mama's Core Connection, and it will reopen in the fall. Um, currently right now, it was just, you know, I was offering one-on-one -on -one coaching, but in the fall, there will be group coaching um, as well. And so, you know, this program is to really, you know, help re-strengthen your core, decrease any hip or back pain, you know, improve your pelvic floor function, also known as, you know, no more pee in your pants or leaking. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, so, and the, you know, the ultimate goal is so that you can feel like yourself again, so that you can feel stronger and more confident, um, you know, playing with your kids, you know, doing whatever you want to do, you know, every day, just, you know, making sure that you feel like yourself again. Absolutely. I love that. And I think the most important thing, and I hope people are taking this, who are listening to this, really taking this with them is that it's not normal. It's common, right. but not normal. And I think yeah. that is what is so hard to wrap your mind around like common does not need to mean you have to live with this <laughs> right and you shouldn't and you shouldn't right absolutely you shouldn't don't wait long whether you and it's never too late right like you said right not yeah so I want women to feel confident about reaching out to their OB, talking to their OB about physical therapy, reaching out to you. They can, I'm going to drop your Instagram links on, um, again, in the show notes, but reaching out to Jackie on Instagram with questions, how to get started, checking out her guide as a great way to start your recovery, um, whether you are three months or three years postpartum, it's an important part of the journey and getting back to just really feeling your strongest, healthiest, happiest self as a mama. Yes. Thank you so much, Jackie, for being here, sharing this information. I'm hoping that it reaches all moms and giving them a little bit of a sense of relief and taking a weight off yes. their shoulder. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Making Fit Work. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you took a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference and would be super helpful to me. Also, if you have any topic suggestions, if there's something in particular you'd love for me to address on this podcast, feel free to shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Again, you can find me at fitwith 
underscore Nina. Or you can join my private community on Facebook called Making Fit Work and drop your topic suggestions in there. Until next time, my friends, be strong, be healthy, be happy.